This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. shows coming up you guys i just there's gonna be a lot of 90 day spinoffs coming off uh starting next week darcy and stacy are back after the 90 days is premiering with david and annie lauren and alexi um so we're gonna have a lot of shows to go through i know a lot of you guys want me to cover married at first sight uh let me know in the comments let me know in the live chat i've never watched the show but everyone wants me to review it so i'm contemplating it so many shows so i'm even behind on love and love after lockup and i really wanted to do love during lockup but i'm still behind on that so anyways uh let's do some housekeeping and then jump into the single life you guys i have so many things to say about this show Woo! anyways uh shout out to my patreon subscribers without you guys these shows wouldn't happen and i'm just excited about a new year and all the great interviews all the great news and gossip and all the things that are coming down the pipeline. So thank you for being part of my little community. If you're not, you guys should check it out. Go over to uh, the Melanated Way and check it out. Hey, Stevie. Um, as well as wherever you want, you're only watching on YouTube now because uh, if you're watching on Facebook, we're exclusively going to do the free shows uh, on YouTube. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And don't forget that we have super chats and super stickers that you can support the show with. All right, let's jump into this. So we were two episodes behind episode seven and eight. Um, and I just want to say it, it felt like almost like a breath of fresh air. And this is going to sound like shade, but this season I'm having like, it gives me, it doesn't really give me anxiety. It just makes me irritated. They always start the episode with Ed and that just makes me feel like super irritated. And then, uh, but we got a reprieve because Natalie wasn't in episode seven or episode eight. So it was only Ed. It wasn't Ed and Natalie at the same time with all of their crazy. So that being said, they started off with Ed. Uh, he's still in Mexico and he is doing the most as far as I'm concerned. And what does that mean? Well, um, you know, he feels like he's had this great bond with Kaori, even though he can't even say her his her name properly ever. Okay. Kaoti, he says. And he even had his mom saying it a couple of times um, until she realized, oh, her name is Kaori. Like, and he doesn't even care that he's saying it wrong. He doesn't even and I thought of myself though, because if it irritates me, it's irritating me for a reason. It's because I need to learn. Amina, how to say Amina's name properly um, for before the 90 days because it's irritating when someone's saying your name and it's incorrect. However, uh, he's having breakfast with his mom, uh, talking about Kaori and tells his mom, you guys, this is the conversation he has with his mom. Yeah, she looks so good. She had this low cut outfit on. Who says that to their parent? Hey, Raydella. Ha-mina. Ha-mena. Ha-mena. Ha-mena? Ha-mena. Yeah, I'm going to have to practice that. I'm actually going to write that down. Ha-mena. Because it's super irritating. 
and I'm irritating my own damn self. <laughs> Anyhow, Ed tells his mom that Carrie's outfit was low cut and that was kind of sexy to him. I just don't, I guess I just don't have that type of relationship with my family because there's no, no way, there's no way I would say anything like that. Oh yeah, he had those sexy gray sweatpants on, mom. <laughs> Are you a predator? Anyhow, uh, so he, he says that first and then he tells his mom how he felt like his life was in jeopardy. He thought he was gonna die because the date was going so good until there was gut. He made it sound like this. And I'm a good storyteller, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way out. He's like, it was so good. I walked to the restaurant and, you know, our eyes locked and we had an amazing connection. And I feel like this relationship is going to go somewhere. And we we bonded over talking about Liz and we bonded over my excessive need to talk about myself. And she just loved me. She just gazed into my eyes and we had a romantic dinner and we were able to communicate and our souls connected. We were just about to order dessert when gunfire erupted and erupted all over us and everyone came running into the restaurant, ducking and hiding. And I scooped Carrie in my arms and I protected her and we ran to the back corner and I covered her from the flying bullets as she prayed her way for God to protect us over the protection that I was giving her and I thought my life was gonna end I saw my life flash before my eyes I thought of you I thought of my dog Teddy I didn't think that I was ever going to see you again. End scene. I'm so ridiculous. Okay, so that's literally what he did. I might have added a, a little oomph to it, but that's exactly what he did. So then, of course, Norma thinking her child, who's obviously not a child, but her baby, right, was in... <clears throat> harm's way starts crying and of course ed goes over he's like it's okay i'm safe now look off it um so <laughs> i forgot to put the part there was no way out there was no way out i was trapped <laughs> so anyways uh they're gonna have a family dinner so Carrie wants to meet Norma. Uh, excuse me. Wait, wait. I'm jumping ahead. So Carrie does want to meet Norma. So they're going to go and meet her at a park or whatever. And so they meet and um, Carrie tells her about the shooting. But, you know, her version of the shooting was way different. Her, her version was like, you know, I still feel a little unsettled. And I can't believe like out of my 37 years of my life that this has never happened to me before. And this has happened to me now. So, you know. I just thought it was like a really bad situation. That's how you tell that story. Okay. Not all the extra that Ed puts on it. So um, they're talking in Spanish. Of course, Ed doesn't speak Spanish. He's not really trying to learn or make an effort as far as I can see. Um, but Kiori has the idea of going to the botanical garden. So they go to the botanical garden. And this is where I was confused because she was being super friendly. So Ed's getting the vibe that she's super into him because she starts like touching him on the shoulder, putting her arm around him and laughing. And they go to like this porch area and they look amongst the garden. And she mentioned something about Romeo and Julia. And so now he thinks that he's her Romeo and because he's trying to be funny, he's like, yeah, I'm your Romero. And I was like, oh, you're super cheese as per usual. Um, but Ed thinks that there's a connection. Dream big. Hey. Um, Ed thinks there's a connection between them. And he thinks that uh, they're going to take this relationship to the next level. They're leaving the botanical garden because they're going to meet up with the families. Uh and have their next date the following day. So they hug 
Ed's contemplating in his mind if he should go in for the kiss. Should I kiss? Because, you know, she touched me on my shoulder and she she gave me a, like a semi kind of hug. So should I kiss her? And she quickly made sure that that didn't happen because she pulled away. He grabbed her hand and he she still stood like a whole arm length from him. And she was like, okay, this is fun. Thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, so then Ed says, because, you know, he can't stop talking about Liz. Oh, you know, I'm, I think of Liz in this situation and how I just tend to move so quickly and how quickly I move with Liz. And, you know, I think I should slow down and slow down is a good look for me. So now I'm going to slow down with, no, dude, you got shut down. If you could have kissed her, you would have kissed her. So don't tell me that you've learned from Liz that you're going to slow down. Because let's look where you are right now. <laughs> Susan said, I'm not even going to brush up against anyone anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's the next day. They're going on a hiking date. And you guys, I don't mean to be an asshole, but this it was super funny. Because you could tell that Carrie's a hiker. Carrie was like, woo, woo, woo. She had a good pace up, up, up the hill hiking. Ed was all like, oh, 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 oh wait a minute. And he falls. <laughs> so Ed decides to say, because it's her country, that he's going to let her take the lead on this, this date. And you're only letting her take the lead because you obviously are not a hiker and you wouldn't know what you were doing. And that was very evident in this little thing. But he does. He makes it to the top of the hill and they see some paragliders and she's like, oh, we do that. And he's like, oh, no way. Let's sit down. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not an adventurer, are you? So they sit on the grass. They look at the beautiful scenery. And in that moment, you guys, I just realized that she is too good for him. And I'm glad it didn't work out. And that's terrible of me to say because everyone deserves to find love. And obviously, he's already found love because, you know, he's already engaged to Liz again. Right. Spoiler alert, if you didn't know. Now, I'm, I'm listening to Karen. I'm like, she's she just can't. I don't want her to be corrupted. She seems so kind. You can tell she's coming from a pure place. You can tell like she's normal. You can tell that she thinks things through. Um, <laughs> Dopey Dope said to see him hit the ground head first, LOL. She thinks things through. She's compassionate and she's caring. I was like, oh, I can't have Big Ed corrupt her. Like this, this can't be a thing. This can't be a thing at all. So I really do think that she's just too kind for him. So She's sitting there and they're talking and there's like some bug that's flying around. And I want to know what you guys think. Let me know in the live chat. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the replay below. So you're on a date and your date, and I'm not going to even make it gender specific, although I want to, but I'm not going to, but your date is scared of bugs, right? And so your date see, has a bug like is chasing them. So they jump out, they're freaking out and they're like, ah! What are your thoughts on that? Because I got to tell you, I thought it was a punk move. I, I thought personally, I could not date someone who was also scared of bugs, right? If, if they're, God forbid, be like a cockroach somewhere, we both can't be standing on the table. And, you know, God forbid, there's like some killer bees in the air. We're both... Like, you're not protecting me at all. I'm I'm out for myself. Because that's what was going on. It was almost like Carrie had to rescue him. And I don't know. Well, what, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I just thought it was not a good look. Um, so they're sitting there, and <laughs> she is looking at him, talking to him, and she's like, you know, you're like a huggable teddy bear. And I don't know if he took that as a compliment, but that's how she was seeing him. But she also wants him to meet her family. So they're going to all have dinner. And it's her stepdad and her her stepmom and Ed 
Ed's mom, and then her her son, Carlo. Yeah, C. Cruz says, right. I wake my husband up in the middle of the night to kill spiders because I hate spiders. Exactly. Can you imagine C. Cruz if your husband was like, oh, no. Ah! <laughs> the both of you are freaking out. Oh, my God. Outrageous. Uh, but I mean, maybe he's just, you know, he's scared of bugs too. Like, I get it. I get it. So don't come for me. I just, I'm not used to seeing that in a guy. I'm not used to seeing a guy like freak out over bugs. So they're all sitting there and having a lovely time. I don't actually think I saw them eating. I just saw them talking. And then they interview Carlo, right? So you can see Ed is trying to like make an effort, right? He's trying to like get to know her kid. He thinks that he's being quote unquote tested. You're absolutely not being tested. She's just being kind and she has a friend in town. So she's going to say, let's have a family meal. But he feels like he's being tested for the stepdad position, which again, you're absolutely not being tested for that. So he's interacting with Carlo and then Carlo gets interviewed, you guys. And this was the funniest moment that I've seen thus far. Carlos says, you know, my mom says that Ed <laughs> is a really nice guy. I'm trying not to be a jerk. But kids don't lie. This is what I want to say. Kids don't lie. Kids just tell you how they feel and the vibe they get from you right away. Do you know what I mean? My niece does it to me all the time. My niece will say, oh, do you have a zit on your face? Is that a pimple, auntie? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Like, kids just they tell you how it is. So Carlo says to camera, my mom says that Ed is a nice guy, a really nice guy. And I just, I think he's funny, like a clown. And that's it. That, that's right. <laughs> I could not have said it better, Carlo. I could not have said it better. <laughs> Dope, thank you for the super super sticker. <laughs> like a clown. Um, so then because Ed is Ed, which I thought was a nice gesture. So Carlo recently uh had a birthday. So Ed got him a Padres hat, a jersey, and an official game ball. And, you know, he's very thankful. Someone had to, like, say, Carlo, get up and give him a hug. I don't think Carlo would have done that on his own. But he did. He gave him, like, a hug and thanked him. But Carol was not impressed because she was like, these gifts were unnecessary. And it just seems like he's very materialistic. And she was not impressed with Ed in that moment at all. And I think that I'm not a parent, but I think with parents, when you're like I even know with my nieces, when I'm going to get them something that's, you know, a, a good big gesture, I still run it by the parents. Like you can't just randomly be on your third date and be like, I'm just going to get whatever for the kid and not run it by the parents. Right. Is that, am I wrong about that? Parents out there that are watching, if you're dating someone and they want to give your kid a gift, don't you want to know, like, a, that they want to give your kid a gift and be what the, the gift is and if it's appropriate. Like, you don't know. You don't know their life like that if you're only on a date three. Um, But I don't know. She wasn't impressed. That's all I know. Moving on to Jesse and Jennifer. Now, here's what I love about Jesse and Jennifer, you guys. We've seen Jesse for years on and and he's always the dude that is like, I'm the best. I'm the best looking. I have this luxury life and all that stuff. Um, and uh, what I like about this moment is the tables have turned. And what do I mean by the tables have turned is you can tell that Jesse's super into Jennifer. Like he's super into her. He keeps saying, I love, I love you. You can see by the way he looks at her, that he's totally into her. And she's kind of like, she's into him, but he's, more into her and to see how he that interaction considering how he's always thought he was better than everyone is fascinating to me and so that's why I think that these two are super fascinating to watch so far because obviously they're both great looking people and I do think that they have a connection and they have an energy 
And I do think they they look good together, right? However, I, I find the dynamic interesting. Like Jennifer is definitely like the dominant in the relationship. So they're seen, they're working out, they're boxing. Uh, they're talking about cacao. And, you know, she's still saying that she never had sex with him because they're using the word intimate. And she finally says she didn't have sex with him to camera, which I don't know. She said it so... She said it like she didn't even believe herself. Do you know what I mean? So I'm having a hard time believing her because she was saying like she didn't even believe herself. But she's trying to tell everyone and all of us that it's over with him. She talked to Kakao and um, before Jesse got there and that was it. It was over in her mind, right? But I do think that they probably dated more, more seriously than she's letting on. And I do think that they were intimate by the terms that we all know what intimate means. Like she's trying to switch it up, but that's what I think. So Jesse's still feeling jealous. And here's the thing that I thought was not hilarious, but so petty of Jesse, but I wouldn't put it past him. Instead of calling him cacao, he called him caca. Knowing damn well, you know what that guy's name is, Jesse. Um, so he's a little like pissy right now. But Jennifer's like, you know what? You have all my attention right now. It's over with him. And Jesse's feeling a little bit insecure. He feels like he wants her words to match her actions. He wants them to align, he says. And he wants her to be honest. And right now he's not feeling like she's being honest with him. And then because there cannot be a season or a series, a 90 day series that Jesse is on that he cannot not mention Darcy. And of course he mentions Darcy and talks about how Darcy was not, you know, honest with him. And they do a flashback scene of them fighting, but they always fought. But what that flashback scene also showed me um, was how he always thought he had the upper hand with, with Darcy in that relationship. And again, the tables have turned here. Um, Crystal says, hey, Crystal, hey. I cracked up every time he said that facts because he knew exactly what he was doing, but he was just being a jerk. So he's feeling insecure um, and he's feeling like he still has a lot of questions about the relationship. And he wants to know, you know, are there feelings still involved between you guys? And when you hang out, what is that going to look like? And, you know, when I leave, what is that going to look like? So he has all the questions. And she's basically chilling, you guys, chilling, relaxing, not tripping, saying, hey, listen, I'm happy in the now. I'm happy in the present. Like that. The tables have turned, y'all. Okay. Jesse's being all like typical what we, people say typical, stereotypical, I should say, women traits. Um, and she's just being the dominant one. And I'm sitting back watching it like, oh, this is interesting to watch this little dynamic that's going on here. Uh, he has one week left in Colombia. Uh, they're out with the daughter. She's on the, the swings and she's on the slides. And I don't know where they were, but they were like out in a parkish area. And then she is deciding that she's going to feed them ants. And she says in Colombia, it's like their caviar, but you're not supposed to eat the head. Um, and he said it tasted nice. And he said that it tastes like popcorn. And I posted that segment on our The Melanated Way Instagram and a lot of people from Colombia actually said, yeah, it's not considered like caviar, but it is something that they eat and it is something that tastes like popcorn. So I'm interested. I'm interested to see what that's about. Like, how is it made and, and where do you get the ants? And are there specific type of ants that you can eat versus what you can't eat? And like, how is it prepared for you? Is it crunchy? I have all the questions. So if you have the answers, let me know. And also, would you try it? I want to know, Crystal, if you would try it. Dopey Dope, would you try it? Uh, C. Cruz, would you try it? Who else is in there? Stevie, would you try it? I want to know if you guys would actually try the delicacy of Colombian ants. Let me know. Um, they're going to go off to dinner. So they're going to go have dinner uh, with the mom. 
and get to know her a little bit better. They're in the car. And, you know, the other thing that I noticed was no seatbelts. No one's wearing seatbelts. And I know in a lot of other countries it's not a thing, but it should be a thing. Safety first everywhere, uh, especially when there's a kid in the car. Uh, Crystal says, uh, no, I wouldn't because I have a thing about ants in general. They make my skin crawl and dream big, dream project says hell to the nah. So first of all, Jennifer's mom is gorgeous. They're like twinsies. You can see where she gets all her beauty from. Uh, Leonardi is gorgeous, like gorgeous, gorgeous. She doesn't believe in long distance relationships. She's kind of still skeptical about this relationship and Jesse because I think as a mom, she's seen her daughter go down this road before and it hasn't worked out. So she's still really that skeptical. And uh, so they sit down, they're about to have dinner. And, you know, the mom doesn't speak English and Jesse doesn't speak Spanish. So Jennifer has to translate. But here's the thing Jennifer translates terribly. She's worse than the little machines that all of them always have. Terrible. Uh, Dopey Dope says, yes, he'd try it. All right. All right. There's an adventurous one there. So the mom's like, you know, I want to gossip a little bit. She asks, how long have you been seeing each other? And Jennifer translates it to Jesse as how much time ago did you try something with her? Can you imagine? So of course, Jesse's like, what? She's wanting to know, is she asking about intimacy? And then she gets an attitude. I was like, Jennifer, how can you get an attitude? You're the one that translated it wrong. Your mom's like, how long have you guys been seeing each other? But you were like, how long did you try something with her? Those are very two different things. Anyways, Jesse's like, oh, you know, we started learning about two years ago. Now, here, you guys, is something that I do know. I won't give any names. Maybe I'll give some names in news and go gossip. Uh, but here's the thing. So they were talking. They have been talking for the past few years. Uh, it intensified during the pandemic. And what you guys don't know, which is a little bit of tea for you guys, is that there was another 90-dayer who was in her inbox um, and that they were talking as well. But then Jesse came in and scooped in in the inbox and in the DMs. And so that person kind of got non-responded to anymore. And then lo and behold, Jesse and Jennifer became a thing. So that's a little bit of tea for you. And I might go into more detail. I know, Chris, I'll go into more detail tomorrow in, in News and Gossip. But yeah, there was she was talking to someone else. And uh, and Jesse won, I suppose, if that's for lack of a better term. All right. So they were flirting for like a couple of years. Yep. Online and, and especially um, on Instagram. And then... The mom is like, well, are you flirty with everyone? Is that something that you do? You just like flirt with everyone? And he's like, no, I don't um, flirt with anyone. Just really one, like I'm a one woman type of guy. And then the mom wants to know like, what's going to happen when you leave? And he, he's like, you know, I work remotely. I'm in the luxury travel industry. So I have the opportunity to work from wherever. So that's not going to be a problem. Uh, but I'm very happy with your daughter and I'm in love with her. Jennifer does not translate the I'm in love with you part for the longest time. And up until this point, she has not said, I love you back. And this is the second time he said it on this trip that I love you. I love you. He feels like he's falling deeply in love with her and they have this special connection. And she's like, you know, I feel like we have a connection, but like, I'm not going to be so quick with saying I love you. At least that's what she was saying at this point in the episode. But she finally translates to the mom that he says, you know, I love your daughter. And the mom says, okay, good. And the mom feels at ease with this, I suppose. Uh, Crystal says, I think maybe I'll, I know who I'll confirm tomorrow. All right. I'll let it be a guessing game tomorrow for sure. Uh, so... 
Jesse realizes now that he said, I love you two times and she hasn't said it back. So now he's worried. He's more insecure that they're not on the same page. So he's like wondering, like, am I, am I, he's not even thinking that he's moving too fast. You guys, he's just worried that he's putting all his feelings out there and it's not being reciprocated, which I think is interesting because if you look at how much Darcy loved him and how he was so aloof with her, he's kind of getting a little bit of taste of his own bitter medicine. And I think that that's, it's humbling for him and I'm glad he's being humbled. So he knows how it feels a little bit and that's not how you treat people. So in order to kind of secure how he's feeling and to show Jennifer his luxury life, he um, is taking her on this special trip because he only has a few days left in Colombia. Facts. My, how the tables have turned. Facts. He only has a few days left in Colombia, but they've built this relationship and he really wants to make sure that it's solid and so there, he's taking her to a private island that's quote, unquote, quote, Jesse style private island trip, unquote, because he, his words, lives a luxury life and it's just part of who he is. Who talks like that? Tell me one rich person you know that says, I'm rich and I live a rich lifestyle and that's just who I am. I live a luxury lifestyle and that's just, like, who talks like that? It's weird. Super weird. And also too, would you live a luxury lifestyle if you weren't working for a luxury travel industry? Because I have seen on this very same season where you have your Louis Vuitton bag but then you call not even the black Uber or what car service I'll say. You call like this, the economic car service and you're sitting in the back of like a, a Geo Metro. <laughs> so I'm just like saying like, don't say you're all luxury if I'm seeing the type of cars that you're, you're calling as your ride share. Like if you want to say you're luxury, be luxury all the way. Don't have a luxury bag and then have an eco car. Don't have, you know, a luxury watch and then have eco shoes. I'm just saying like, if you're gonna be luxury, be luxury. So on that note, um, he wants his little private island trip to be special uh, because he falls in love with her more every single day. And so they get there and it's gorgeous to take a boat ride over. It's really, it looked really quite beautiful, you guys. Um, and the next day they're going to do tantric yoga. And it's all about connecting their breathing and their bond even more. And the bond they have is deepening and deepening. And he just... Enjoys and I was like, well, you guys, is this going to be a good look? Because you have a yoga teacher in front of you. And the last time you guys tried to do this tantric breathing, y'all slept together. It lasted for five seconds. And guess what happened? Oh, they're doing the breathing. He lies down on her and pow, he can't get up because he's too excited and he's embarrassed. And so they have to wait until he can control his, his urges. Um, and then they continue on with this tantric yoga. And so they're going to breathe till your breathing becomes one. So Jennifer sits on him and they're going to do this like deep hug and breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. And they're going to connect their mind, their body, and their soul. And then they're going to go have sex. Jesse feels like he hasn't felt such a connection and openness with anyone ever before in his life. Um, and he just loves her and they're sitting and they're having coffee or whatever now. And she feels the same way. She feels complete. And she says in Spanish that she loves him. And she says it again. And he finally realizes that she's saying, oh, I love you. And he was so happy and so relieved that, guess what? She loves him back. 
So now they're going to go to, oh, a luxury beach club. And it's funny because Jennifer's like, yeah, that's your favorite word, luxury. And he's like, no, you're my favorite word. And it reminded me of Ed. No, you're my favorite view. Now, it could be a perfect trip, but, you know, it's the single life, so there has to be some drama. And five seconds after she says to him, I love you, she's mad at him. And she's mad at him because he's posting on social media photos of other women and trips and such. And so I was confused because I'm like, what is it exactly are you mad about? Like, what are you mad about? Because that's his job. He literally, and he tells you here, he literally gets paid to travel the world and make online content and tag like all the hotels and resorts and restaurants and all the, like he gets paid to do that so that you want to go there. And guess what? I, I call them my telenovelas. I watch that. I follow that and I watch it and it's inspiring to me because he goes to some amazing places and I like to travel. And so he's doing his job. He's getting paid to entice people like me, people like Crystal, who are like, yeah, I want to check out that spot because I saw what it looks like. So what exactly are you mad about? He's posting that he's working out on the beach and there's some girl in the background and she's mad that it looks like he's single and dating various people. And I was like, mm, does it though? It looks like he is posting places to travel. So she gets all up in arms about it. And he's like, you know, they pay me to post like that's my job. And she's like, well, I could do the same thing. Um, I could, I could post their time. I can go home tomorrow and I can post a couple of pictures. And he, he's like, well, I don't really care about that. Like there's a picture of you with a guy in a helicopter. And I thought it was funny. You guys, I thought it was funny that they beeped out the name of the person. And I'm curious if, because I'll, I'm going to tell you guys, cause that was a whole story that I covered. Do you guys know who she used to date last year? Well, it's, it's almost two years ago now. Do you guys know who she used to date? Let me know in the live chat. I'm going to tell you in a second. So anyways, there's a picture of her with a guy, her arms around the guy. They're taking a helicopter tour. Um, and Jesse's like, you know, I could comment about that, but I don't. And she's like, well, that's my friend. You know, we dated a year ago. Um, it's not Tim. It's not Tim. It's actually someone famous. She dated someone famous for a few months, actually. Um, <clears throat> so... Anyone, before I tell you who it is, anyone know? Anyone know who she used to date? Because she's like, well, I could get paid to post too. And then Jesse, low blow, was like, well, so did that guy pay you to go on a date with him? And of course she got pissed off because that is a low blow. And so she slapped him and called him an idiot and told him to go F himself. And now she's all hurt and her feelings are hurt. And now she feels like she show he's showing a totally different side of him, a mean side. And his real face is showing through and she's not liking it. Um, okay, so I guess you guys don't know. So she, Jennifer used to date uh, the famous DJ Diplo. And uh, they dated for a few months. And they, like, this relationship traveled all over the place. And so she has some photos of the two of them as they kind of gallivanted around the world as he, you know, DJed private parties and such. Um, and they're apparently still friends. So yeah, that's who, and it was funny to me that they, they bleeped out his name. I'm, I guess because it is his professional name and probably that they couldn't use it on the show, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh, you guys, none of you guys knew. Well, there you go. I just gave you some more tea. How about that? Uh, on to Debbie. I'm rooting for Debbie. I really think that Debbie's one of the reasons why I just continue to watch, watch the single life. Uh, because I'm rooting for her. Rooting for her. Second date with Jay is supposed to happen. Um, but before a date, she's going to go apartment hunting. And Colt sees her. And Colt's like, oh, mom, you are definitely on the glow up. I've never seen you look so good. And uh, 
they're going to go. So he goes with her apartment hunting, right? Because he's the one that's moving with Vanessa because now they're married, all of that stuff. And so Debbie's looking for a one bedroom apartment that accepts animals. And then she, her budget is $500. I was like, where in America? And please tell me, even if it's like Timbuk, Utah, or Timbuk, Idaho, or Timbuk, wherever, where can you get an apartment for $500 a month? Because I know you can't get a, a proper apartment in Las Vegas for $500 a month. $500? That's incredible. 2022? Well, it was 2021 last year, but still, same thing. 500 bucks? $500. Anyways, that's her budget. $500 for one bedroom is unheard of. I feel in my lifetime, but I could be wrong. So the first area they go to is super sketch and it looks super sketch and Colt is making jokes like he stepped on a needle and all of this stuff. And, but they're meeting with her realtor, Christy. And they get inside and the place is disgusting. It's dirty. There's dead bugs everywhere. The windows used to be boarded because there used to be squatters that stayed there. And uh, the bathroom's nasty. Everywhere's nasty. She's not comfortable. And so Colt's like, just sit down. Christy gives them some time alone to talk about it. Christy's like, you know, I don't know where Debbie thinks that she's going to find something in her budget. It's just not possible, which is exactly what I'm saying. Um, So Debbie feels sad. She's like, well, I'm not going to live somewhere where I don't feel comfortable. And Colt feels guilty because, you know, he's lived with his mom his whole entire life, but he has to think of his marriage first. And so they're going to have to come to some, you know, solution resolution and they get into a little bit of tip for tat where colt was like well you know i would never just leave you i wouldn't allow you to just be like this and she's like well i'm a grown-ass woman you don't have to allow me to do anything i can make my own choices i can find my own place etc etc um and so there was a little bit of like tension because I think for both of them it's going to be hard to separate since they've been so codependent on each other for so very long and now the reality is coming that a few in a few months they're going to both have to find their own separate places to live and a lot of people have asked me like why why do they have to move or like why they're not selling the house they actually rent that house they don't own that house so uh when that lease is up they can either renew the lease or they can move. And I guess that that's what they're deciding to do is to, to move. Um, and so that's why, because I don't, I don't think that Debbie can afford it by herself and maybe perhaps Colt could afford it with Vanessa, but then that's a shit move that you, you keep the lease, but your mom can't stay there anymore. And that's been her house for many years. Right. So Colt wants to help his mom find someone so that he doesn't feel so guilty. He wants her to not be lonely and she doesn't want to be lonely. None of us want to be lo lonely. Crystal said, I wonder how much the rent is at their house. Well, here's the thing, Crystal. Vegas is, Vegas, if you want to buy a house, is pretty like affordable considering it's Vegas and it's like the West. Um, but if I had to guesstimate, I don't know how many bedrooms, but if I have to guesstimate just looking at that house and thinking that they're in Northern Vegas, I would say that they probably pay about $2,500 a month for the rent. Okay. Um, for the whole house. That's my um, guesstimating. So, They get back to the house and Debbie is getting ready for her second day with Jay. Now, let me tell you a little something. I don't even understand why she's tripping over Jay because Jay should have been left on date one. But I'm going to go through this just because. So Debbie's getting going to get ready for her date. Now, I'm going to pull this up because it was very shocking to me, you guys. I, I need to know what exactly was going on when they were filming this. First of all, Debbie has a shitload of clothes, but there are clothes everywhere. Like, look at this. And I can't even, this is, I wish I could make it bigger. Can I make it bigger? Yeah, I can. Okay, great. Look at this, you guys. Clothes just oozing everywhere in the room, on the floor. 
And then I'm going to make it a little bit smaller because if you look behind Vanessa, there are more clothes hanging on a door, suitcases everywhere, more clothes on the floor. I was like, what is happening right now? What What's happening? It totally, and you know, I get distracted because I, I, what, I, yeah. She's getting ready for a de- date. She doesn't know what to wear. Vanessa's helping her figure it out. And by the time she figures it out, Debbie looks super hot. She does have sexy legs. I agree. Colt says some weird thing. Like, who? who? I feel like it's like, an, I don't even know what era it is. But I know I've heard it in old school movies where a man will say, oh, she looks very handsome. But Colt, like, Colt. Do we say that in 2022? You look very handsome today to a woman. I don't know if you say that anymore. Whatever. Jay's a no-show. Now, here's a thing that I have to say about dating, okay? So if you make a, if you're texting, and, you know, most of us prefer to text nowadays, um, but if you're going to have a date with someone and you text, what, what you're not going to do is if you've not heard from that person all day, don't get ready for the date. It can be a, text like here i'm on my way are we still on for today uh what time are we meeting where are we meeting whatever if you guys are the type of people that like you know like the date to come pick you up then there there could be that whatever but if you haven't heard from that person all day that's the first sign that something's up right so debbie you didn't call him and he didn't call you or you didn't text him and he didn't text you all day but you just assumed the date was still on that is a no bueno not in these not in these dating streets you need to have the specifics on the day, at the time, location, all the things, or it's just not going to work out. However, you know, Debbie's new to the game. I get it. She trusted that, hey, they they made a plan whenever they made a plan earlier in the week. That day has come, and so she has a date. And he doesn't show up, and she calls. She gets, his, gets sent to voicemail. She's like, where the F are you? We had a date, and she hangs up. And it was like some weird, like not regular message. It was like a message that got, was going to be transcribed and emailed to him, which I thought was like a whole thing. Um, and then so Vanessa and Colt were like, oh, you know, he's avoiding your calls. You can tell that he sent you to voicemail. And then they're all pissed off. And Debbie talks about ghosting and learning what ghosting was. And she just doesn't think it's right. And she feels hurt and, and she should feel hurt because ghosting sucks. I've been ghosted one time in my life, one time, you guys, and it was actually pretty recent. It was last year. And I will tell you this, that person that I will never, like, I knew that person. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like some random, I knew that person and we will never talk again. Like people say, never say never. We will never talk again. I don't need, and that's why I was so interested in this whole thing. Okay, let me get back to Debbie and then I'll tell you more about myself. Uh, So she's really her. And you know, it's hard in these dating streets. A lot of you guys aren't single, but for the us singles, it's, it's hard in these dating streets and you, you can be ghosted. And Debbie, unfortunately, has also been catfished. And so she's having a hard time, you know, and, and her feelings are getting hurt. And I have to tell you, Debbie, don't let your feelings get hurt. Treat it like a job. Treat it like a job. And some of these people, especially if it's only one date, they don't. Jay does not deserve a second thought. But Debbie is stuck on Jay. She thought she liked him. She thought he was adorable. She's disappointed that he ghosted her. You know, it's been a couple of days. He hasn't even responded to her um, message that she left that wasn't very nice. But he hasn't even responded to that. Um, and so now she's mad. She thinks he's a liar. Um, and we find out that he didn't want her to tell people they met on the dating app and that now he stood her up. And so now they want to Google search him, which, you know, that's fine. She does. And she finds out that he's married. He owns a home with his wife, uh, that he's 58 and said, no, he's 62, not 58. And so now she's super pissed off because now she calls him a 62-year-old married loser, rat bastard, low-life scum bucket rat bastard. <laughs> and so now they want to pull up, right? They have his address from the internet. 
her and Audrey want to pull up. They want to do a, do a drive up, knock on the door, tell the wife, show the text, all the things. Then Debbie has a change of heart and she's like, I'm going to be the bigger person. I don't want to do all that. I don't want to do that to the wife. I don't want to do that. I just want, you know, he will get his uh, karma. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Debbie, do not waste all that energy on one date. First of all, it was Jay. And we all saw how Jay was. And I mean, he could be adorable, but he wasn't the super catch and he wasn't the smartest, sharpest tool in the box. So there will be others. Number two, if it's only a first date and already there are issues, why would you even consider moving forward? Can you imagine date one is all terrible and he's already ghosting and lying and all of that stuff? Why be invested in that? Number three, Again, if it's a first date, you don't even know that dude. Jump back on your little dating app and keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. You don't have time to like investigate with some dude that you spent maybe four hours with. What else? Number five, don't settle for nonsense. If someone's bringing nonsense into your life immediately, don't settle for that. Even if you feel lonely, even if you feel like, you know, you want to meet someone and dating is hard because it really is hard and really is, it's, it's hard. Um, be happy and single and just like live your life versus spending all this time investigating someone who doesn't care a shit, like doesn't care about you. You don't know them. It's a waste of energy. Um, on that note, I did tell you that I would tell you about this person. So the person that I told you that just will never talk again, we'll just never talk again. I, I don't need to know why you ghosted. I don't need to understand it. I don't need an apology. You chose to make that decision and I am respecting that decision. And if you, cause you know how they always try to pop back up, you guys, at least in my life they do. There, there will be no pop-ups. Anyhow, uh, she also overreacted a bit, Crystal says. Who takes all the information from those Google background searches? That isn't always correct most of the time. Oh, yeah. Those ones that are like, and oh, you guys, if you're going to do that, like, okay. If you're going to search someone, search them on your own. Like, yes, search the social media, whatever, whatever. But never pay one of those online ads that say that they just type in the person's name. And there's like 10 names. And then you find the name and that's that person's it's never really accurate. It's never really accurate. And guess what? They just want to take your money. Okay. They just want to take your money. If there is, if there's a Tom Jones and you type in Tom Jones and there's like 5,000 Tom Jones and like 10 of them live in Las Vegas. And then you're like, Oh, well the age is like 58. Oh, but it's, it's 62. Well, how do you know that's the right person that you're actually looking at? Do you know what I mean? So just don't ever, don't give your money to stupid shit. If you want to, Research them, research them through their name and their social media, because that's how you're really going to find the real deal. Okay. Just the heads up. Um, all right. Stephanie. Oh, I said it tomorrow. Okay, Stephanie. So it's been weeks since her date with Stephanie, the hairdresser. Uh, Stephanie, the hairdresser ghosted her. So now she's going to have to, you know, get back in the dating pool. And so she's going to have a barbecue at her house and she's going to invite a bunch of people over. Her friend Heather comes over. And then we're also meeting her first boyfriend, Fred, from when she was 15 years old. Uh, they dated for a month and then he dumped her. Um, and she tells us that Fred was like a lot of her first, right? So first everything, first blowjob, first kiss, first this they never had sex though and you know she was 15 so there's that uh but now he's 32 he's a musician um he thinks that he looks like a, a mix of elijah wood and a homeless person uh yeah it's a stretch more on the never mind i want to say it anyhow uh, she likes him because he wears crazy outfits. He has crazy hair. He's eccentric. He's goofy. She really loves that in a partner. And they show her her ex, Erica, who's, you know, pretty eccentric herself. And Stephanie really enjoys that in people. 
we find out that she used to give him lap dances at 15. Um, and so they're sitting on her back patio. They're having some drinks. They're catching up, reminiscing on all the sexy things they used to do back when they were 15 years old in his dingy basement. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, um, so you guys have questions. I'll answer that question in a second, Geek Girl. Hey, Geek Girl, hey. Um, out of the blue, she asks him if he wants to take a bath. And I noticed that that's her thing. Like, she always wants to take a bath with whoever she's talking to. And she even said she loves taking baths with people. She loves doing that with all the people. You come to her house, she's going to say, do you want to take a bath? <laughs> and it was so random and out of the blue. Like, one minute you're eating, you're drinking out of red cups. And the next minute you're like, do you want to take a bath? Why, yes, I do want to take a bath. So they go to her bedroom. She's making the bubble bath. And I was like, are you guys taking a bath? Or are you swimming? Because he still had like his body. Like they weren't naked. He still had his shorts or swim trunks on or whatever when he got into the bubble bath. So I was like, okay, so maybe you guys are like jacuzziing it in the bathtub because that makes more sense um so they're taking a bath they're not really taking a bath they're jacuzziing it with bubbles that's how i looked at it and i'm not wrong uh they're hugging they're kissing she wants to talk he wants to kiss but she she really wants to talk and she wants to talk about her being celibate for two and a half years hey rachel i think you're new everyone say hi to rachel hey girl hey uh, Crystal agrees with me. Stephanie needs a hot tub. Like, she needs a hot tub. Exactly. Because her bathtub is working in place of having a hot tub. And she can absolutely afford a hot tub so she can go ahead and get that. Plus, her house is huge enough. Pop that bad boy in the back. Good investment for herself. Um, so she wants to talk about her celibacy, her two and a half year celibacy, and so she's, that's what she's talking about. So then the boss is just like, you know, I've been celibate for two and a half years. And, you know, I think, hey, Texas Gina. Hey, girl. Hey, Texas in the house. Holla. Uh, she really wants to talk about celibacy for some reason. And then to make it super awkward, at least to me, is awkward. Just let things roll. Like, why do you be so weird about it, it? Just let things roll. Right. And I get permissions and all of that stuff and that the era we're in. So have that conversation first and foremost, right? Like, are we both on the same page? Do we both want to do this? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then let, let the rest happen naturally. However, she's like, I would like to invite you to end my celibacy. I would like to invite you into my vagina. And then if that's not like super like, okay, okay. She's like, okay, now I, what positions would you like to do? Is this a business deal? You. So what if he says, I want to do X, Y, Z positions, but then he doesn't start off with positions that he told you that he wanted to do? Is that, does that negate the conversation? Like, it's, just, stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. So they get out of the tub. She puts on a sexy nighty and what I thought was interesting is the same black shorts, underwear, bathing suit that he got into the tub with, which should be super soaking wet, is the same black shorts that he jumped into the bed with. So are you trying to tell me, like, stop it. That was either a production snafu or y'all are just doing the most. Oh, you're from Cal. Hey, Cali. Orange County is a whole... Orange County, let me not talk, Gina. The OC is in the house. Last and certainly not least is Sinjin. Sinjin, Sinjin, Sinjin. He's crying, he's driving, he's crying, he's driving. He's moving to Arizona. He's going to stay with his, his uh, South African friend, Aaron, and his wife. He's going to start a new life. He's going to be fresh and free. To do what I want, and he'll no, never mind. 
So he's going to make a road trip out of it. And he's going to just come to terms with his feelings and his emotions. He's going to release the toxic and embrace the new and make a road trip out of it. Because he loves camping and he loves being outdoors and he loves being free. Free at last. Thank God almighty. I'm free. Never mind. I'm so extra. Okay. So. Uh, he's taking a 15-day road trip um, to Arizona. He passes through Nashville, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Grand Canyon. He finally gets to Arizona. Took him 15 days. He camps wherever he could camp. Uh, I wish he, they would have shown more of that the road trip and like where did you stay and where did you shower most importantly and like, where did you clean up and what did you visit? All of those things. But whatever. They showed one tent area and then the different states. Um, but he gets back to, he gets to Arizona and he's going to reclaim his individuality. He's scared about it, but he's also excited to. Uh, he gets to his friend Aaron's place. Aaron is like, you're going to love Arizona laid back like South Africa and you know we can drink and hang out and you can just be free to do what you want and you'll and so Sinjin says you know he still feels love for Tanya and you know they talked along his journey as he was going to Arizona um, and that his friend's like, okay, well, that's cool, but you realize it's over and, you know, it's done and you need to move forward, which I thought was so interesting that the friend said that because I still have my theory that it's not really over between the two of them. And so for the friend to can, to harp in, like, it's over, it's done, move forward, kind of is playing into my theory about this whole thing, but I'll be back with that. So... Uh, Aaron offers a drink. They have some drinks. And he also says, hey, we're, me and my wife, we're going out. You're welcome to come. You should join us. Sinjin is nervous because he hasn't dated or looked at a woman. Let me rephrase. He says he's nervous because he hasn't dated or looked at anyone in three and a half years. So he doesn't know what to do with himself. Um. And so he's nervous, but he goes out. So they go to Oso Brewery. And if any of you guys are in Phoenix, I don't work for them. This is not a, uh, it's not a promotional thing. I've been there. I was just there uh, last year. And that brewery is super cool. And they do have the brewery in the background. So I thought, well, that's actually a pretty cool place in Phoenix. So you should check it out. Um, so they get there. He's like, there's lots of sexy blondes around. And one blonde in particular was taking a specific interest in him. And her name was Kira. She's 23 years old. And so they were talking. She was asking him a lot of questions. He was responding. So they sit down and have some more talk. Uh, he doesn't think he has any game. And so Crystal said, Sinjin's friend said his accent is flirting. I agree. It's true. It's true. People love an accent. They love an accent, especially in America. They love an accent. Um, so Sinjin doesn't think he has much game and he doesn't know what to say to the girl. And the girl is like super young. She's 23. So she's, she's like kind of leading the conversation and he's trying to say, you know, are you single? Like, what's your story? And she's like, you know, I'm just going to the flow, you know, I'm in school, I'm single. And she kept saying, yeah, for sure. And all 100%, 100%, 100%. So there was like this awkward exchange of conversation. Um, Sinjin is trying to ask her on a date, but he's super awkward with it. And so she basically pulls it out of him, like, or kind of helps guide his words. And so he wants to go out to dinner tomorrow with her. And she's like, yeah, for sure, 100 so Sinjin's happy. He thinks it could be a dream start. 100 to his new dating life out in Arizona. So it'll be interesting to see how that whole thing pans out in Arizona. And that was both of the episodes. 
I feel like America, Gina, he has gained some weight, but haven't we all? Haven't we all gained weight during this pandemic? I know I have. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, those cheeks. I can always tell in my face first, you guys. It's my cheeks that give it away. Oh. <laughs> Anyhow, that was the episode. Uh, it's been a great week, you guys. I uh, will see Patreon subscribers. I'll see you tomorrow for news and gossip. Uh, we have a lot to catch up with. It'll be our first news and gossip of the year. And I'm excited to be with you guys uh, next week. Oh, thanks, Texas Gina. I'm coming out to Texas soon. I have a cousin out there. I'm going to look you up on social media. <laughs> um, a lot of new shows, you guys. So I will put a production schedule together. Uh, we're going to be covering all of them. So for sure, I'm still covering Single Life. I'm still covering Before. I'm going to add Darcy and Stacy back into the mix for their season two. And I'm also going to do After the 90 Days with David and Annie and Lauren and Lexi. So that's like five shows. I do want to hear from you guys about Married at First Sight. Let me know in the comments if you think I, it's a, like I must cover it. Um, and anything else you think that you would like to hear from me, guys. Until then, have a, if I'm not seeing you tomorrow, I will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend and uh, bye for now.